Happy Friday. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important Not Important. This is the audio version of our community's Webby and Shorty-nominated newsletter. If you're new here, welcome. Your newsletter pairs the most vital science news of the week with specific data-driven action steps that you can take to fight for a better future for everyone. You can get your newsletter in your inbox at importantnotimportant.com or listen to it right here. It's July 16th, 2021. Are you ready? Since beginning my INI journey, I've honed a unique ability to be the bummer in every conversation. That's just the thing about climate change. It's so systemic, such a part of our everyday lives, our societies and economies, that I've developed a very annoying superpower, and that is to take just about any good news and pick it apart. It's fun. It's not fun. If you, like me, have a therapist who's routinely exposed to some seriously existential IPCC details, who finds it difficult to shut out the stress, you may be asking yourself the past couple weeks a new question. Is it better or worse that everyone else finally knows? And that's not to say that everybody gets it. I'm not sure how many of us, myself included, actually do. The full extent of what's here and what's coming, that is. I'm confident we're unprepared. I'm not so confident about the complexities we haven't been prepared for. Even in Washington, wool is no longer over eyes, but that doesn't mean that action's around the corner. Sure, we don't have an active climate denier at best in the White House anymore, but Congress is still flush with money from the fading fossil fuel industry. Here's the good news. We're no longer in the business of convincing people climate change is real. We just don't have fucking time to waste selling a crisis that's outside every door. You either see it or you don't. Momentum is here and it's palpable. We know now that changes can make a difference and quickly, within decades. And it seems recent actions have actually made the three to four degree increases far less likely. Solar is unbelievably cheap and batteries aren't far behind. Their rapid, expansive deployment and widely increasing governmental and corporate support for them seems to be barreling towards something like institutional. And that's partly because it's not only the right thing to do, but because it's just better business, especially in a world where a cardiorespiratory pandemic adversely affected millions of humans with pre-existing conditions due to prior exposure to air pollution, which even in non-COVID years kills eight to nine million humans a year. So the math isn't hard anymore. The logic is clear. But there's bad news too. Every historical year of inaction has compounded and every ongoing month is doing the same. One and two degrees of warming are far apart, and two degrees is devastating. Yes, there's huge momentum, but much of it, like corporate net zero pledges, are smoke at best and dangerous disinformation at worst. And the crisis is very much here already, moving quickly and more violently than many scientists expected, especially in the global south. But for many of us, the focus remains on the global north, not because we don't give a shit about the rest of the world, but because we've lived most of the last century in a region most comfortable with democracy, manageable immigration, and a temperate climate, and now in the beginning of the thick of it, thus most likely to be shocked by change. On top of this, we need to go negative. No one's arguing otherwise, and if they are, they're wrong. Baseline 1990 or whatever isn't good enough. We fueled much of this problem, and arbitrary baselines aren't good enough, not for how much people are going to suffer. Climate reparations are real, or should be, but the time is now. Our forests are burning or turning into carbon outputs. We've boiled over the ocean and tech solutions are required, but a long, long way from having any sort of meaningful impact. I've become obnoxiously fond over the past year of saying, 
all you can do is all you can do. You have to let go of what you can't control, but do everything you can within the bounds of your control. I careen on the daily between, we might have a shot at this, and if so, everything's on the table, and horror movie style, they're here. Both perspectives seem reasonable and justified, I think, though one is always more difficult to comprehend in the vacuum of the other. Every single action we take matters, and we have to take every action, from federal to local, government to corporate, systemic to individual, if only to help you feel you've got some skin in this game, a tangible attachment to the effort, a foot in the door, the first or hundredth piece in an Indiana Jones-like wrecking ball to tear down the institutions and power structures that got us here. We're in it now. We need you, and we need everyone. We can do better better, but none of us can do it alone. In climate change and clean energy news, deep breath. The relentless heat waves helping the West trend toward a hotter, drier desertification prone to more and more dangerous fires means it's a prime opportunity, if not a requirement, to take stock of what the West is now exposed to. Recently, we've discovered, or at least it's been confirmed, that Pacific marine life is not compatible with increased heat. Power grids dependent on above-ground lines are susceptible to fires, of course, and power grids reliant on hydropower are vulnerable to drought. Insurance and reinsurance pools exposed to the same areas are more likely to pay for risk software that helps them raise premiums to cover costs and be nearly unaffordable or exit the area entirely. Which means reinsurance capital recalculates as well to compensate for a widening protection gap. But also, wildfire smoke itself, sometimes hundreds of miles from the fires themselves, is more devastating than we thought. From our friends at Bloomberg Green, quote, the black smoke that blanketed Northern California as a result of 2018's campfire contained extreme levels of lead and other toxic metals, according to a new study by the state's air regulator. As summertime wildfires hammer the drought-stricken western U.S., the new findings raise alarms about the risk of previously unforeseen health impacts such as cancer and learning deficits. Yikes. Okay, so your action step. After a year inside of our homes, the idea of more of the same can seem hopeless. Use the New York Times wildfire and air quality tracker, the latter powered by Purple Air, to keep updated on local conditions. The link is in the newsletter. In COVID news, all around the world, let's do a quick glance at the state of the pandemic. Science update. Do kids get long COVID? Yes, but we're not sure why or how often. Despite our incredible vaccines, we're short on COVID treatments. A CRISPR breakthrough may herald a better future for infected folks. More than 3,000 researchers have poured data from 125,000-plus COVID patients into a genetics initiative to find out why some people just straight get their asses kicked by the virus. They've identified 12 parts of the human genome that may play a part so far. U.S. update. There are two Americas, and it's obvious why. States with low vaccination rates had COVID case rates three times higher than states where people are fully vexed. California will let school systems enforce mask mandates, probably. Global update. The global hungry jumped to 768 million last year, the most since 2006, mostly in the global south, where government assistance is paltry at best. Africa faces its toughest moment yet, with 250,000-plus cases per week and growing, and vaccines and health workers both in short supply. Our action step? Let's keep up the momentum. Project HOPE is on the ground in 20-plus countries in Africa, delivering comprehensive COVID-19 training programs online and offline for health workers at the front lines of the crisis. You can donate to those efforts, 
volunteer your time, or shop for specific items like a training class, thermometers, and PPE. All the links are in the newsletter. In medicine and biotech news, call your doctor. Remember how during early COVID, we were all shocked and then mostly delighted at the relatively seamless rise and availability of telehealth? Yeah, about that. From STAT, quote, state-issued emergency declarations and insurer policies that were issued at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and that were meant to encourage the use of telemedicine are being phased out across U.S. states one by one. And as they fade away, rules that make telemedicine more complicated and costly are setting back in. Experts say the moves, which come as vaccinations have ramped up and case counts have dwindled, are causing headaches among patients and providers alike. Doctors are scrambling to stay on top of rapidly changing rules. Patients are contorting themselves to keep their virtual appointments, even driving into different states and taking calls from the side of the road so they can legally receive care. Your action step? Are you a medical doctor, a psychologist, or a social worker? Find out the latest updates in your state and or partner states by clicking the link in the newsletter. It's time for the job of the week. Eliminate poverty with GiveDirectly. GiveDirectly is looking for an AI ML data scientist. GiveDirectly aims to reshape international giving and millions of lives by providing cash grants directly to the world's poorest. They're looking for an expert who has experience developing cutting-edge AI ML technical solutions for the extreme poor to work with call detail records and high-res satellite imagery. You can apply by clicking the link in the newsletter. In food and water news, money for nothing. Much of America is subject to food deserts, usually urban areas populated by marginalized peoples where it's difficult to buy affordable and or good quality fresh food. For a while now, chains like Dollar General have made the problem worse. Now, with millions of Americans facing hunger and food insecurity, they're trying to be part of the solution. Quote, Dollar General issued a news release just last week outlining steps to address food insecurity, including a partnership with Feeding America and a previously announced plan to add produce to around 10,000 communities over the next several years. What does that mean? It's still not great for independent grocers who are mostly unable to compete on price and margins, but with another thousand stores set to open in the near future, the chain's reach is unavoidable. Hopefully, it can affordably feed some folks along the way. Your action step? Go to farmer's markets? A new farmer-owned platform called GrownBuy allows farmers anywhere in the country to sell their projects and CSA shares online without a Silicon Valley middleman sucking up all their profits. Do better better this weekend and share it with your favorite farmers. The links are in the newsletter. In the human-machine interface news, held hostage by hackers. Ransomware is a threat to you and me, but mostly indirectly through banks and utilities. But this week, one of the world's most prolific and successful gangs just disappeared. Quote, the unexplained exodus comes just one day before senior officials from the White House and Russia are scheduled to meet to discuss the global ransomware crisis. The ransomware crew known as R-Evil has existed for years in the booming cybercrime underground, a whopping 42% of all recent ransomware attacks traced back to this gang. What happened? Did they retire? Did they get smoked out by the U.S. or even Russia itself? Nobody knows. And yet, quote, the Biden administration on Thursday announced new initiatives meant to combat growing domestic and foreign cyber threats. The White House has launched a ransomware task force to help coordinate its efforts, a senior administration official told reporters Wednesday evening. The federal government will also launch StopRansomware.gov, a website of preventative resources geared at assisting businesses and state and local governments with cybersecurity-related issues. 
And the Biden administration will begin what it's calling a Rewards for Justice program, a State Department effort offering up to $10 million for information that leads to the identification of state-sanctioned cyber activity against key infrastructure. Your action step, use Common Cause to call your reps and insist the International Cybercrime Prevention Act be added to the upcoming infrastructure package. The links are, you guessed it, in the newsletter. It's time for the roundup. About 10 years ago, the EPA approved toxic forever chemicals for fracking, knowing how dangerous they were. What the fuck? In what can only be described as super shitty timing, the moon's wobble will enhance coastal flooding for the next decade. Poor neighborhoods are up to seven degrees hotter than rich ones. This is America. Hydroponic farms are growing and can be helpful, but they're an energy nightmare. Carbon removal is becoming a dangerous distraction. Companies are taking the easy way out? Get out of here. The EU rolled out a nearly 300-page climate plan. Check out what's in it. Can gut microbes affect how the body responds to melanoma? The ocean is saturated with tiny plastic particles, and we might be able to track them on satellites now. Infrastructure update, Electrify America is ready to double their EV charging stations. The U.S. wheat crop is not taking kindly to heat and drought. Good thing we don't need wheat. Wait, we do need wheat. Hey, don't forget about important jobs. Every week we share featured roles from important jobs right here in the newsletter. Hiring and want to get your open role in front of our community? Submit a featured role here. Just click the link in the newsletter or DM us or email us. We're still featuring three open positions at the company Give Directly. One, an AI ML data scientist. Two, the country director. And three, the U.S. senior program manager. Browse all the open roles or add your own at importantjobs.com. Okay, that's it for this week. To go deeper on any of the news or to find your action steps, just go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. And as always, thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend. 